This podcast from Faith Bible Church in Reno, Nevada. Faith Bible Church is a Christ-centered Bible teaching ministry dedicated to bringing the good news of the gospel to the whole world. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And now for this week's message from Pastor Alan Battle. Today's scripture reading is from various verses in the book of Proverbs. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. In all toil there is profit but mere talk lends only to poverty. Whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys. He who gathers in the summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. The hand of the diligent will rule, while the slothful will be put to forced labor. Whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he shares his bread with the poor. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, He will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. From the fruit of his mouth a man is satisfied with good, and the work of a man's hand comes back to him. Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied, and never satisfied are the eyes of man. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. This is the Word of God. So we're going to go through the wisdom literature of the Bible in our series titled Ancient Wisdom, Modern Times. And we're looking at the ways that the Bible gives us the wisdom we need to help us know what to do in any given situation in life. Last week, we looked at how God guides us through life 
if we seek his guidance, choose to follow his guidance, and then trust his guidance. We saw that this is a partnership with God. We plan our steps according to the guidance God gives, but ultimately he is sovereign over everything in this life. As it says in Proverbs 16:9, the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And finally, we saw that God will ensure that everything works together for good in spite of our missteps if we love him. Today, we are looking at another topic found all through the Proverbs, the topic of diligence. I almost chose the title of work for this sermon, but God not only expects humanity to work, he expects us to work in certain ways. The Proverbs calls that way diligence. Diligence is the manner in which work was originally designed to be done. The Dictionary of Bible Themes defines diligence as conscientious hard work, perseverance, particularly with regard to a relationship with God. Paul tells believers in Colossians 3.23, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Diligence is a response to our Creator. The first man was given work to do. This was before the fall. It is recorded that Adam was tasked with tending the garden and naming the animals. I'm sure there were other jobs he did as well. But after sin entered the world through the fall, work became difficult. The curse on Adam said that he would now have to contend with weeds as he grew his food. And that work would be hard, done by the sweat of his brow. So work is a universal burden on mankind, but God is in the business of lifting burdens. And we can redeem work from the curse by doing it God's way, through diligence. So today we're going to look at the benefits of diligence, the motive for diligence, and the reward for diligence. The benefits of diligence, the motive for diligence, and the reward for diligence. So first, the benefits of diligence. You know, any good salesman must convince us of the benefits of his product before we'll buy it. God wants to sell us on diligence. Therefore, he highlights several benefits of diligence scattered in verses throughout the book of Proverbs. And the first and most obvious benefit of diligence is wealth. Proverbs 10.4 A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Over and over again, the Bible praises hard work versus laziness. Here it uses the word slack. This comes from the image of a bow that is not strung tightly. It will not deliver the arrow with the necessary force or accuracy it needs. Other terms describing laziness in Proverbs are slothful and sluggish. None of us wants to be identified with sloths or slugs, so we better find out what it means to be diligent. Look at the next verse, Proverbs 28:19. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. You know, in agricultural societies, 
Bread represents that which gives life. Poverty does not mean a lesser lifestyle like it does in our country. It often means death for the poor in those cultures. And in the more urban culture of Paul's day, he uses the same motivation. He says, if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Any community that doesn't stigmatize laziness is setting itself up for disaster. Welfare without requirements is bad for the recipient and drags the whole community down. The next proverb ties into last week's discussion about God's guidance in our decisions. Proverbs 21.5 The plans of the diligent surely lead to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. There's a business term, due diligence. It means that you take the time and effort to weigh all the factors before entering into a contract or making an important decision. Diligence is not just working hard. It takes thought. It takes planning. Without that, you'll get nowhere. It's like the guy who's digging a ditch, but is throwing the dirt behind him and filling the trench in as he goes. For the believer, this means that we weigh everything in the light of word of the light of the word of God. We don't make hasty decisions. We take into account important considerations like How is my work impacting my family, my friends, my church, and my community? Another benefit of diligence is its long-term strategy. Proverbs 13.11 Wealth gains hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. The Bible warns against get-rich schemes. If something sounds too good to be true, it probably isn't true. Very few people get rich quickly. There are, of course, the rare entrepreneurs that hit upon some great idea and rock it to the top of the heap, like Mark Zuckerberg of of Facebook, or a few are brainiac leaders in their field, like Elon Musk of Tesla, who's involved in everything from electric cars to artificial intelligence to spaceflight. These guys are filthy rich, and they they got there quickly. But the number one way that people have become millionaires in our society is through long years of working hard and saving. In one recent study of self-made millionaires, they found that people got there by saving and investing at least 20% of their income. This took an average of 32 years to accumulate an average of $3 million of wealth. The same study found that 86% of them worked more than 50 hours a week. And you can't just talk about it. You have to do it. Proverbs 14.23 In all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. I love that Texan phrase, all hat and no cattle. Looking good on the outside is often a cover for inadequacy on the inside. Most people who have money don't show it off. You wouldn't know they were rich. They don't talk about their money. They just quietly go about their business. I guess you could say they are all cattle and no hat. But although godly diligence is building something lasting, failing to be diligent is not neutral. It is destructive. 
Proverbs 18.9 Whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys. Entropy in physics is the principle that left to itself everything falls apart. It works in human society as well as in the material world. Failure to work will bring ruin on individuals and the greater community alike. Another benefit of diligence is a good reputation. Proverbs 10.5 He who gathers in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. Procrastination is no joke. The prudent son makes hay while the sun is shining. The shameful son fritters the time away. There's a phrase going around, don't be that guy. Here, he is the guy who does not see or care how his laziness affects not only himself, but also the people who love him. In our culture, he is that guy who is always playing video games instead of improving his skills and his prospects for the future. He's living in his parents' basement, cruising the internet, when he should be starting a family of his own. Someone called them the Pajama Hadeen. They sit around in their basements in their pajamas and don't accomplish anything. That guy is the guy who produces children out of wedlock and refuses to care for them. He or she is the person who believes that the government owes them a living. And in all this, they disregard the feelings of those around them. That guy is embarrassing to his friends and his family. And when a culture produces enough of those guys in a generation, it is an embarrassment to the nation. And it will ultimately bring down that nation. It happened in the Roman Empire when the government supplied bread and circuses to the masses in order to keep them pacified. I fear that history will repeat itself in our nation unless there is a return to diligence. But the diligent person cannot but help create for himself a good reputation. Proverbs 22:29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. When you do good work, people notice. I listen to a podcast called Our American Stories. They often tell stories of immigrants who came here with nothing and have become incredibly successful. People like Jose Minjavar, the refugee who fled the communist uh, regime in El Salvador and came to America. He worked his way up from janitor to be the president of a company that employs over 1,400 people. The recurring theme in these stories is that they were grateful for the opportunity to work and did the best job they could. Their reputations brought them greater and greater opportunities. Another benefit of diligence is greater personal freedom. Proverbs 12:24, The hand of the diligent will rule, while the slothful will be put to forced labor. There's an irony here. The one who sacrifices his immediate desires in order to work hard will become the kind of person who increases in authority and thereby has greater freedom to control his own time. But the one who doesn't rule his own appetites will end up being controlled by others. Prison is the ultimate example of this. When I was a young man working in a furniture factory before I was a Christian, 
I got the opportunity to supervise my department because our supervisor had quit. I saw this as an opportunity to kick back and take it easy while the others did the work. It only took the bosses a couple of weeks to recognize this and replace me with a guy who was diligent in his work. And it was back to the chain gang for me. So those are some of the benefits of diligence. Now let's look at the proper motive for diligence. And let me tell you right up front, it is not guilt. Guilt is a poor and ultimately ineffective motivator. So what is it? Look at Proverbs 22.9. Whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he shares his bread with the poor. Bountiful here literally means full of goodness. It is the heart full of goodness that works diligently in order to bless others. The motive is love. Paul makes this same correlation in Ephesians 4.28, where he says, Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. I like to use this verse when someone is trying to scam me through email, when they tell me that some rich prince in Africa wants to give me lots of money if I just deposit his millions in my bank account. So I reply by quoting this verse, and it's funny, I never hear back from them. A good heart is a loving heart, and that love causes us to desire to bless those whom we love. Love of God, love of family, love of community, all these urge us on to diligence. And as I studied what it means to be a diligent worker in Proverbs, I was delighted to discover that we have a beautiful and clear illustration in chapter 31. That example is the virtuous wife and mother. And I don't think there's a better example in the whole of scripture. I won't read the whole poem, but we'll pick out a few pertinent lines. It begins with Proverbs 31.10. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. That word excellent here can also be translated valiant. It is a term used to describe strong armies. The valiant wife is a warrior in protecting her family. Verse 12 says she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. And what's her motive? To do good. To love those in her charge. And not only her husband and her children, but also her employees and those in need in the community. And what follows is a long list of the ways that she does this. She grows food to feed them. She makes clothes for them. She teaches them. She buys property and manufactures goods to sell in the marketplace. She works hard at this. Verse 27 says, She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her focus is outward, not self-indulgence. Radical feminism has filled our culture with the idea that women should seek their own fulfillment first. They have promulgated the destructive lie that a career outside the home should take precedence over everything else. This has greatly weakened our nation. 
The truth is that women were made to nurture. It is the female side of the image of God in them. Yeah, I said his female side. God says that he loves us like a mother loves her children. Jesus said that he longed to protect the Jews of Jerusalem as a hen shelters her chicks. We were created in God's image, both male and female. They go together. And this nurturing bent is a deep-seated desire within women that cannot be quenched by career ambitions. Most women who do work outside the home, they do it for their families, not for themselves. They find their greatest fulfillment and purpose in their families. Studies have discovered that many very talented and successful women actually turn down promotions because they don't want to sacrifice their families. This is true of believer and unbeliever alike, because we are all created in the image of God. But the Proverbs 31 woman has taken it to another level. Verse 28, it says, Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. He says, Many women have done excellency, but you, excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful. And beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. So what is the defining characteristic of this kind of woman? She fears the Lord. This is why she can surpass them all. Her strength and beauty come from within because of a transformed heart. This is a heart transformed by the gospel. A heart that has believed that Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose from the dead on the third day. It is a heart that has turned to God in faith, repented of sin, and received the free gift of salvation. And what is the proper response to such dedication and love? She should be praised. So, let me take a moment to brag on the diligent women in my life. My wife and daughters are all examples of this kind of woman. I am blessed to be married to Gina, who is one of the most diligent women that I know. From the beginning of our marriage, she has always supported me in my ministry. If it wasn't for her hard work, I would never have even entered into full-time ministry. And when I read about the variety of things this woman in Proverbs did to serve her family, I immediately think of my daughter Kendra. She's a homeschooling mom who does everything from bake bread from scratch to grow vegetables in this space-age garden thingy in her house. And she recently even made soap from scratch out of lard, ashes, and lye. Whoa. So anyway, this brings us to the reward of diligence. Now, you may be saying, we've already covered this. I, I mean, isn't wealth the, the reward of diligence? Sure, but there's something much deeper than wealth, and that is satisfaction. Look at Proverbs 12:14. From the fruit of his mouth, a man is satisfied with good, and the work of a man's hand comes back to him. Here, the fruit of our mouths is equated with the fruit of our labors. In both cases, when the words and the works are good, they bring their reward, a great satisfaction. 
Augustine declared to God, he, he declared this to God. He said, our hearts are restless until we rest in thee. Nothing material can buy that rest. 27.20 says, Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied. Uh, those are the places of the dead. And never satisfied are the eyes of man. This is the natural man. The natural man can never be satisfied. Like Garth Brooks said, we're looking for love in all the wrong places. And unless we're looking for it from God, we will never be satisfied. Proverbs 13.4 says, The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. A soul without God can never, ever get what it needs. If godly diligence is born out of the motivation of love and empowered by the Spirit, then diligence is simply one of those characteristics that God is building into our lives. And when we are faithfully living for Him, we experience the deep satisfaction that only comes from relationship with Him. You and I are the richest people in the world if we belong to Jesus. We are heirs of an eternal kingdom, but we do not have to wait until we die to inherit. We have access to great wealth now. Nothing is more valuable than the peace, love, and joy of God in our lives. Old country gospel song called Satisfied Mind says it well. It's sung from the perspective of a guy who had been rich and lost it all. It goes, Money can't buy back your youth when you're old, a friend when you're lonely, or a love that's grown cold. The wealthiest person is a pauper at times compared to the man with a satisfied mind. One thing's for certain when it comes my time, I'll leave this old world with a satisfied mind. True diligence can only come from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Just as salvation comes by grace alone, through faith alone, the power to live a diligent life is also a gift of grace because we now have the life of Christ. His Spirit energizes our spirit so that we can live a life pleasing to him. Remember what Paul said in Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. All of the hard work in the world in our own power will not matter in eternity, but the diligent work that we do through him will last forever. 1 Corinthians 15:58 says Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, that you empower us to be the diligent workers that you desire. And Lord, that our work will glorify you in eternity, that it will last forever, that the only thing that we can take with us are the souls that we impact. So Lord, give us that wisdom. Give us that deep wisdom from your book of Proverbs that we might constantly develop a diligent, a diligent heart 
that seeks to bless and love others. And we give you praise and glory in the name above all names, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the preaching of God's Word from Faith Bible Church in Reno, Nevada. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you and that the Word of God will fill your hearts and minds as you walk through this world. If you have been blessed by this ministry and would like to make a small donation to help defray the cost of this podcast, just click on the green Support Us button at the top of the webpage. Thank you.